are listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more totally free anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. I'm kicking off most interviews with the same basic question is to, for you to tell me your anxiety story. What's your anxiety, whether you experience it or you help people with it? Uh, what's your anxiety story? Actually, I started with anxiety at a very early age, and um, I found out as an adult just a few years ago that it was triggered by probably dental freezing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. These are the things that I love to learn. At a very early age, I had dental work done that um, it just, every time I went to the dentist, it reinforced that. So I thought, I had a fear of dentists, which eventually I found out the cause of it. Yeah. Yeah. and then there was other contributing factors as well throughout my childhood and my upbringing. And I'm the child of a parent with anxiety. Right. So that just kind of, it, it just increased my likelihood of, of it sticking with me until I got help. Definitely. I'm also a parent of a child with anxiety. Wow. And um, so my son and I have, we've talked about our anxiety and we're, we're finding our way around it. Mm-hmm. And I support my mother now who, unfortunately, she's never gotten the help that could have helped her, like cognitive behavior therapy or, or any medication she always refused, which is really too bad because for as debilitating as, as anxiety can be, it is by far the most easily treated mental illness. Yeah, for sure. I, that's such an interesting uh, thing to hear that you, that you're, so w- with your mother, um, did she, did, did you diagnose it? Did she, how, how was that diagnosed or how was that realized that she had it? I, like, did you find that you had anxiety before you recognized it in her? How did that work? Yes, actually, um, I found it out myself about what was impacting me. And then with her, it was easy once we, um, once she let me in and I started going with her to the doctor, um, she has other mental illness as well. Mm-hmm. But anxiety certainly was, um, it was very much impacted her. Reflecting back on on life and, and seeing what she was like um, when I was a child, mm-hmm. she very much became anxious at different periods of time Yeah. in different situations. So mm-hmm. she, very, she had social anxiety, um, lots of phobias as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, and the social anxiety was very much um, prevalent. And, and it became quite impactful on my life for a good number of years. Yeah, I imagine so because that would limit what she would do and what she would do with the family. I assume. Definitely, yeah. Her her interaction with others was very limited. She became isolated, which is a really big risk for people living with anxiety. Um, is the social isolation? Yeah. And still, at at eighty four years old, she's still very hesitant to to go out and and to seek um, conversations with people she she's not family with. Interesting. So, yeah, that's never left her. So she's really given me some some insight and um, things to think about how I want to live my life differently so that I'm not going to be impacted by anxiety and, and social isolation for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and so did you, did you ever, tr- have you tried to get her help or she's just been resistant to it? How does that work? Unfortunately, no. Um, compounded with other mental illnesses. My mother has dementia. Okay, yeah. And so she's, she's fearful of, of everything. Right. Um, she lives in a very safe and protected environment where she's well cared for. Yeah. Um, 
and she's not she's never been open to talking about mental illness right so um that was another piece that i felt was um extremely important and instrumental mm-hmm. in being able to change my outcome yeah i had to be able to talk about it and one of the things i, I do um with anxiety disorders association in manitoba besides being on the board of the directors i also do public education and I appreciate the opportunity to go out and to speak with people about anxiety, to, to normalize the conversation, because it really takes away the power when you start talking about it. Yeah, does it ever. Uh, did, yeah. It, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think, uh, I, I want to I ask you one more question about your mom, then I want to ask you about how it's, how, how your, you as a mother, how it's affected you. But um, do you think that your mom just didn't have the uh, sort of the the general kind of gear to identify it as what it was and it was just the way she was from her generation? Do you think that's a generational thing, I guess, is what I'm asking? Partially. Partially generational. They, um, there was some trauma, early, child, early childhood trauma in her life yeah. that also impacted um, on her mental well-being. So right. anxiety goes along with her, her mental illness as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she she was always very resistant, like, don't talk about mental illness. Right. Don't yeah. talk about being nervous. Yeah. None of those things. Yeah. Um, put it out of your mind, it's all in your head. And, yeah. yeah, I guess it is all in our head. Yeah. So learning how to think differently um, certainly is, is a key point in, mm. in learning how to manage anxiety. So with your experience with your, with your child, um, how did that, I guess right off the bat, you know, you're, you're somebody who's experienced anxiety. How did that affect you when when you started, saw it coming? It, it wasn't until he was probably, well, grown adult mm-hmm. um, that he, uh, um, he realized he had anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I recognized it. Now, reflecting back on his childhood, I can absolutely see where it was impacted. But mm-hmm. it's only been for myself um, actively seeking help mm-hmm. over the last, five or six years right before that I, I struggled on my own and it wasn't easy um the moment i i reached out for help mm-hmm. that was the, the first step is the most difficult mm-hmm. in our minds yeah but after that it's just baby steps all the way and mm-hmm. and it just gets better every day mm-hmm. and does your does your daughter implement cbt etc cetera, etc cetera, for her for helping her with my her condition son? um my, my son has thought oh, out. Son, um, yeah, he thought he sought out help, mm-hmm. and um, I believe that the person that he, the therapist he saw, brought into his program um, some CBT as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're the chair of the board of the Anxiety Disorders of Manitoba. Tell me about your mm-hmm. work that you do with them. Uh, well, as the chair, we're um, we're certainly looking at. Updating our organization, we're a, a small, well, we were a very small organization, grassroots started you know, to, from the newspaper ad in, in um, the free press more than 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then with the help of some great psychologists, Dr. John Walker, who had been the head of the Anxiety Disorder Clinic at St. Boniface Hospital, we have some outstanding programs and support available to people throughout the province of Manitoba yeah. to help people with peer-to-peer support. Yeah. And so all of our staff and all of our volunteers have um, have lived experience with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at making sure our, or our organization is in a place to grow so that we can continue to expand to the outreach that we've got and to, to 
touched more lives. Because right last year we hit 30,000 people throughout the province of Manitoba. Fabulous. That's how many people we were able to help. Yeah. But that, that's just a fraction probably of, of really the numbers that are out there that could use some support. Yeah. Could you quickly go over this? Uh, you, you mentioned peer-to-peer. Uh, could you yeah. go over what that what that entails, how that works? So what we anybody who comes into our program, so we've got we offer public education, um, or just to give information to people with um, anxiety and they're supporting family members or friends. So it's someone who's speaking about their own experience as well as bringing in the programs that we offer, mm-hmm. such as um, we do our intake service. Someone goes in and speaks with our intake coordinator, who then helps to determine where that person is at and what to see the appropriate type of support, whether that person is ready for a cognitive behavior program, which Mm -hmm. is a 10-week program that we offer that's led, facilitated by people who have gone through our cognitive behavior programming. Um, There's also one-on-one peer support. We have uh, a a therapy dog. We have Cookie Hour. Cookie is the dog's name, once a week. And therapy dogs are just amazing to reduce anxiety. Uh, we mm-hmm. also have support groups for those people who maybe have gone through the programming and just want to have that, that support along the way. Uh, or some people maybe have gone far enough down the journey that all they really need is just that support group environment mm-hmm. to be able to, to help continue to manage their anxiety in a healthy way. So are you, are you like, are, uh, then are you kind of an intermediary between uh, say a patient and and the healthcare system. You it sounds like you offer programming too. We do. We are, yeah, our programs and support are great. We're we're often people are referred by um, their their medical practitioners. They'll mm. be referred to Adam for support and program. Yeah. So and that's where I, again we we've got a great relationship with the Anxiety Disorders Clinic at St. Boniface Hospital, and as well with other psychologists throughout the city and clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, community resources will refer people to Adam for support in the program. Yeah. So that's where the board, as the chair of the board of directors, that's where our conversation has been going. I, we've, we've been working on our strategic plan for the next three years to see what we're going to look like in the future so that we can make sure that we're in a position to be able to appropriately support our community. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, with the, the more exposure you get and the more known you get, the more demand you're going to get placed upon you. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. We know it's there. And the more we go out and talk about it and we go out and do public education um, at all sorts of places, businesses, um, hospitals, wherever people feel that there's a need that people are being impacted by anxiety in, in, in a particular place for mm-hmm. whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, we're happy to go out and to do the public education to kind of take away from the myths about anxiety and to give people some basic tools because maybe that's all they really need is just just some basic information, mm-hmm. which on our website as well, we've got um, online resources that are great in, in providing people some some basic understanding about it, maybe a few tools that can help them, mm-hmm. and then guidance where to go if they need additional support and help. Mm-hmm. So what uh, what is your webpage? Just just your website URL. Adam.mb.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's 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 fabulous, and it sounds like you're doing fabulous work there in Manitoba. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and to be part of this mental health day and be part of, you know, bringing bringing sort of uh, exposure through everyday people to the rest of the world. Well, 
I, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity. And in Manitoba, we're really blessed to have so many good people. And we've actually, we've got a group of, of people who've come together to put on a, another gala, the second gala, an Eve for Adam. And that part of our, our goal is to raise additional funds to help to support uh, the expansion of, of our programs and to let us reach out further. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. Thanks for talking with us. Okay. Thanks very much, John. Take have care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. And if you like what you hear, please consider making a donation. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Until next time.